Hi, my name is Jason Adriani, and welcome to the Blade in Chats, your skating chat based. In this podcast, we are talking with bladers and bladies from all over the world, united by a single passion, blading. Episode 26, Ricardo Lino. Waiting to be connected. Yo! Yo! <laughs> damn, that was not so I didn't expect that. Let's hope my internet is good. I don't know. It's Portuguese internet. <laughs> it looks perfectly. I hope so. Let's see. Like I'm trying to. Uh, the light is kind of weird. It's all good. Should be okay. Uh, how's that? <laughs> Everything's fine, brother? Yeah, everything is good now. Just um, my wife just went up the road to put my daughter to sleep in the car. Oh. Came back down because that's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> up and down the road, Max. That's <laughs> True, true. How all weeks good. is she? Like two weeks? Oh, it's not even that one because that one just sleeps. <laughs> it's like okay. you, you always heard that when you have a second one, the second one just actually... The oh, we get lost the connection? I, I lost you for a second? Uh, yeah, I think my internet might not be the best. I don't know why. But anyway, so I was just saying, you ever heard that when you... When there's a second kid, it kind of like raises it by... Let me just see something. Yeah. I'm gonna try something. All right, perfect. I'm gonna try. I think my my Wi-Fi is not the best, so I'm gonna try to do this with data. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to waste your data, man. Do you have some technical problems within the Wi-Fi? And um, he was the, all right. Good. Sorry. That should be good now. The thing is, I'm on data because my internet was not the best. No, no I was saying, I'm sorry for like uh, consuming your data, brother. No, nah, man, it's all good. <laughs> now, I was just saying, did you ever heard that when you have a second kid, it kind of raises it by himself? And that's okay. <laughs> the second one was sleeping while the first one was being put asleep. So, <laughs> great. Great. It's it is what it is. It's all good. It's all Man, good. like so. Congratulations for the newborn. I'm so happy to, to to see that, and I'm I'm glad to see that you're doing super fine, man. Yeah, it's, uh, we were a bit scared because of the the situation. Basically, it was right when the whole weird thing that it's happening right now was speaking when it was starting to go up and doubling it every day. That's when we had to be at the hospital for like four days. So. It's wow. it's a bit sketchy, even if it's a different segment of the hospital where, where you are somehow isolated for like four days. But it is what it is. You, you deal with it, man. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> now, yeah, since, exactly. since we came back home, we, we kind of like we had to stay. At that time, the, the, um, the quarantine was not mandatory. We, you could do it. You should do it. You were advised to do it, but it was not like an obligation. So we came from the hospital and we said, like, let's stay at home for like at least two weeks because we don't know what we got at the hospital or not. 
But the truth is, meanwhile, during those two weeks, it became mandatory. So now we need to be at home. Gladly enough, I live in a very small town. So there's no cases here. There was like two cases in the whole of the town, but there's like 10,000 people. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's tiny. It's a super small amount. <laughs> Not Lisbon. You were saying Lisbon. I lived in Lisbon for like 10 years. But okay. then I moved to South Africa for five. And since I came back from South Africa, like last year, when year, 11 months ago, since then we moved to my, to back to my hometown and then my hometown is just, it's chilled. That's why we moved here. Perfect. <laughs> so, right, so right now you're like, uh, uh, staying like, uh, in, in Portugal, you're not living anymore in, uh, in, uh, South Africa. In South Africa. Yeah. We still have the shop there. Well, mm -hmm. not operating at the moment because of the, the whole virus situation, but it's still running somehow. It's like, We accept orders and they will be shipped, whatever. I have someone that works there. Mm -hmm. My wife's job is to run the shop. Okay. Basically, the shop is still Lino's Skate Shop. And she runs the shop. With, we have someone that works there, Mo. I don't know if you've ever seen in any of my videos. He's the shop manager. And my wife, at distance, she makes all the orders and she checks all that that has to do with the shop. And basically, we go there because... All my part of her, all my part of the family that comes from my wife's side is in South Africa. So we were there for a month, December and January, like half December, half January, which is high season there. Okay. And now we plan to be here. We were supposed to have people from South Africa coming, but it's not happening. So yeah, we'll see. Unfortunately. <laughs> but like um, in South Africa, it's the same situation that like we have like, here in Italy and they're in Portugal, right? Like, uh, Everybody should have to stay at home or like, uh, for example, yeah. in, in Sweden, like everybody right now, it seems like nothing really happened to them and they are still going around or something like that. Or like in South Africa, it's a... Uh... Maybe the Swedish are immune. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I, I, uh, in South Africa, it's actually, they had to restrict completely. I think it's a bit of what happened in Italy. They had like the military, which might not be as effective as the the military forces in Italy, but they, they had the military forces of South Africa in the streets, mainly because of the whole situation. Some people have that idea of South Africa of being just dirt roads, which is not. Also, other people have that idea of South Africa of having a lot of ghettos, which it's true. It's not everywhere, but where there is ghetto, it's huge, like huge places full of shacks and all that. So... Those places were the dangerous ones. If, if, the, um, if the virus would get there, they, they wouldn't know what to do with it. And in fact, there was something that happened that, happened that was quite interesting, which is the gangs that kill each other every single day, which is what make one of the reasons why we moved away from South Africa, because it makes that place not a safe place to live. They are right now collaborating in between gangs to help people to get their groceries and all that stuff. No way. <laughs> it is true. It is crazy. So it, it's quite interesting that I just, I don't know, man, I always say the same with bad things, good things come. So true. we'll see what happens after this. <laughs> man, like, that's really remarkable to, to think of like, you know, gangs who are, who are ready to kill uh, one to another and stuff like that. And then like all of a sudden, when the country needs help and stuff and people need help, they all gathering together to do it for the good. <laughs> Dude, think of the goals. Why do they have the gangs? It's all like they need people alive to deal whatever they do. It's the same in, the same is happening in Brazil right now. The, 
the favelas bosses are also helping because this type of situation, everyone needs people to be alive. It doesn't matter if I work for a skate brand, I need more, I need people to be alive to, <laughs> skate, to, to sell skate. If I do a YouTube channel, I, I need people to be alive to watch my videos. Everyone need, needs the world to be alive. No one wants this thing to add. So. <laughs> True. It makes sense. And, and just because you mentioned YouTube, like uh, you are probably uh, the blader with um, the highest uh, number uh, subscription mm. on your channel, don't you? Like no, you have like no, more think... than 44,000 or something? Yeah, but, but there's, there's people with more. It's, I, I don't think, yes, of course, I look at it and I want to grow and all that stuff. But there's people out there, that are, there's more. There's like Sean from ShopTask is up the 50s and wow. he's been growing a lot Damn. over the last year or so there's other guys going like there's this guy from also from canada canada seems to grow a lot there's this kid from france tiago the brandon from from new zealand has been growing a lot there's a lot of people that are investing but the reason why i grew and like all these guys grow as much it's because we put time into it and that that was that is something that until at least until I started, I, I don't remember seeing a lot of people spending that amount of time doing it. I'm not saying that I'm a pioneer. I'm not. There's this guy called Bill Stoppard from Canada. And when I started, it was already on the 35 or 36,000. And that's because the truth is back then was better to start. You would have the help of YouTube somehow to optimize your content and there would be more ads running and you could start making some ad revenue from less views and all that stuff. But the truth is if you start because of that, you won't go anywhere because that's, <laughs> exactly. not, enough for, that's not enough for anyone to leave. So Makes sense. Makes sense. And right now, like you guys are um, in this quarantine, how... Are you able to provide content or like, are, are you able to, to make any content? Uh, yeah, I, I did something in the beginning of this whole situation. Basically, I'm not going to say the name, but I saw a post on Facebook that kind of like felt like, dude, it's true. I felt that um, I, I saw a post of someone on Facebook. Again, I'm not going to say the name, but that one person posted about it's the time that we should all stay at home. It's not because I'm going to go for a ride now that it, I'm going to feel better. It, it is truth. I feel like I need it. And especially for me, because I'm used to go just for a ride. I'm not that type of guy that needs to go to skate an handrail or a box. But at the same time, I also, there is something that I've been trying to learn over the last three years when I started putting a little, not a little bit, a lot more time and effort into what I do, like creating content. I've been trying to set the example. If you ask me three years or four years ago, why don't you skate with a helmet? Because I don't feel like going to. I don't feel like I'm going to fall. I've been skating for 30 years. That, that was my way of thinking. But if I'm trying to set the example, if I'm trying to set the example, it's, I can't tell you to do something if I don't do it, you know? So I cannot tell you to don't go out and skate because it's dangerous to everyone because I'm probably talking to you that live in New York that it's actually a dangerous place or even to you that live in Milan. But, and I live in a small town. The truth is I have no risk, basically. I, I have risk, but it's compared to what you have. It's nothing. When I'm talking about living between 10,000 people, there was one case that person is in quarantine. There's nothing here. 
True. But I, I made a video telling people, don't go out and skate. And to everyone which has a little bit of influence in others, please try to set the example. So for me, that video is killing me because I know that I could be skating, but I'm trying to set an example. So I created these challenges every week. I started by having like the sponsor from Micro for the first one, which obviously I'm the one running the micro marketing. So I was the one sponsoring the event anyway. <laughs> which is giving a pair of skates to the person that would do something at home. Then the second week I got a sponsor from PowerSlide, which I don't work with PowerSlide anymore. But man, I'm in good space with all these companies and I try to be in the best place with every single company that makes any type of skate product or every skater like you know, like you. And the second week was PowerSlide. And for this week, I'm creating something with Bladeville. I'm already now trying to sort something out. It's, it's not about the product, but it's about keeping people motivated to do something while they were at home. So this week, it's about doing like some, something with optical illusion. It doesn't need to be a trick. Like as an example, if you want to put a wheel like this, very close to the camera, and then it's just spinning far, and it looks like you're spinning off top of the camera. Something like that, you know, on top of the wheels. You just need to play around with skates. And my idea with this was to create something until now, it didn't really happen like the way that I wanted. But it would be something that people would look at. And, hey, that's so cool. Let me share. So it's to people so that people create skate content that it's shareable. So we are advertising the sport. That was the thought. <laughs> Man, that's pretty. That's pretty good. And let me go back one second because what you were saying earlier about like the the, the example thing, it's uh, really remarkable and really responsible from you saying that. And so like a thumbs up for for what you said because. If, if, if I have to uh, give an example, uh, you, you couldn't be the one who's not following that example. You couldn't like uh, really match out. So awesome. And also like all of these things to entertain the people as you are seen right now, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. So I'm looking okay. forward to see what people let, are going let, to let create. Just, let me just interrupt you to send a shout out to my wife that just joined the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. She's upstairs awesome. taking care of too. <laughs> Thank you, Janice. Love you. Anyway, so yeah, it's, it is something that I never thought about, but the truth is I kept on getting comments every now and then from people saying, yeah, but you should be doing these, they should be doing that. And then at first I was fighting against those, not even saying it. Then there was a time that I would actually go and comment. I just use helmet if I want something like that. And then it hits me someday, like, dude, if I'm, if I'm trying to teach people how to skate, if I tell them that they should use protections because it's going to increase their confidence levels, why the hell am I not using it? It just, it just makes sense, you know? And then, yeah, just like me, I'm, there's other skaters out there. And I'm going to need to make reference to one that I always do, which is, in my opinion, and probably you are going to agree with me, the most professional skater, at least in the realm that you are related right now. And that is Nils Jansen's by far. Yeah. He, and I will always, like, at least while this is happening, Nils is just the man. He is the one creating, I call what I do disposable content because it is what it is. What I do today, most of the times, there's no value tomorrow. Every now and then, I put a little bit more effort into making like a, like a how-to video that I know it's going to stay for longer. Or, but in general, it's those, man, if I make like, there's a video that come out. And I make a little video saying, hey, have you seen this video? Like in two years, there won't be any relevance for it. 
But in that moment, it was good. So it, I called that disposable content, you know? Mm-hmm. But there's guys like Niels that are doing this type of disposable content every now and then. Like, what am I doing during the quarantine? Stuff like that. But at the same time, he's doing high quality VODs. He's going to TV to present his VODs, radios, national stuff. He's working his real image like no one else. He's doing his own YouTube, not leaving from that just like he's not living from roses or he's not living from ground control, he lives from the cake. And that's the biggest problem that we have in skating somehow. Everyone expects a power slide or a USD or razors to be the whole cake. There's no cake here. There's pieces. It's up to us to put all the pieces together and make our own cake. And I'm I'm close to 40. I would never expect to be able to live from skating and I live better now than I ever lived from skating. I'm able to support my family from skating, but that's because I've been working. That's number one. Way too many hours a day. And at the same time, trying to put the puzzle together, try to make my own cake. That's awesome. I don't know. No, it's, it's pretty cool. And what you said about Nils, it's... Uh... I 100% agree with you. Like he's the, the most professional and um, the most active, and I, I do think that, like he's a perfect example of uh, of like a, a, a professional, professional skater. Exactly. Taking care of his body, not just exactly. taking care of his body, but showing others how to do it. With using charisma. a helmet, using exactly. a helmet when without anyone asking him to. Not all the time. I get it, and it's hard for someone that like him. You know, he's on the cool side. It's the <laughs> truth. It's the, it's the truth. He's on the cool side, but he does it and he, he can make it cool. Guys like Niels can make it cool. So it is and, what it is. <laughs> and within all of your audience that you can have like on your, on your YouTube channel, um, do you like, do you feel any differences between like the, the people who watch like you skating as a aggressive skater and like the people who's watching you as a, um, a free skater? Dude, completely different. It's completely different. But you know why I try to mix all the styles of skating that I do? Because I really believe that skating, again, I'm going to get the cake. It's, it's a cake, man. And, and if you think that you get one slice of the cake and you can't mix it with the other, you're wrong. And that we did that mistake again. The reason, in my opinion, obviously this is all opinions, the reason why I believe that skating used to be so big at first, it was because when we first started, we didn't want to be an aggressive skater. We didn't want to be whatever. We had the skates. We just wanted to skate. We would play hockey. We would just play catch each other. We would play hide and seek. We would jump stairs. We would go down, whatever. Whatever that could be done on skates, we would do it. In fact, I used to be a speed skater. Now, most of the people nowadays, they come with that block. It's getting better now. But come with that block, no. If I'm, a, if I'm an aggressive skater, like I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. And when the tri-skates, those three big wheel skates came, came into business, because of the new image that skating could have and because of some people like Dustin Werbeski, I would always say Dustin Werbeski is one of the most innovative skaters. When Dustin Werbeski and Richie with the big wheels in Barcelona, those guys started making the big wheels look cool the mushroom blading guys, obviously, not on three wheels, four wheels, doesn't matter. But when they started showing that the big wheels could be a cool thing, then people started looking at skating differently and not just putting like aggressive skaters in this part of the cake and already being able to grow the cake. 
And now you see a lot of, man, I would never expect to see Kevin Canton from France running a marathon and one day, you know, uh, skating a marathon one day and running a marathon under three hours the next day. And a lot of aggressive skaters doing marathons. So the cake is growing again. And what I try to do with my channel, it's basically bringing everyone together to a hub. I'm not saying that I'm doing it right. And I know there's a lot of people that ate it because of the way that I put it out there. But man, it's, it's my own time. It's my own audience. If they don't like it, they create their own. Makes sense. Definitely. That is why I was like one of the, the guests of this uh, Blading Chats was uh, Nicola Torelli, like uh, somebody who like uh, is out of the aggressive world and he's like a uh, 100% like a uh, free skater. So I'm, I'm looking forward to include like everybody. Like next week, I am going to uh, have as a guest a good friend of mine from South Africa who lives here in Milano skateboarder is 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 called uh, Ricardo and um, Ricardo Inizio, uh, Rene Olivo or like uh, in two weeks I'm going to have uh, this guy called uh, Judzi Carter which is like um, I don't know if you ever heard about him he's like the the Chris Heffy of scootering he got That's like awesome uh, yeah Dude, I, I mean you I, need I, to you need to get Bart swings on it or Felix Felix mm -hmm. is the marathon world champion oh this yeah, I can put you in contact with them because these Thank are the type so of guys that people need to understand the differences in what we do, but the similarities. And to skate, as an example, I'm going to talk about there's this guy called Diogo Mujeres. He's the second best guy in the world at marathons, at least second place in the world. They train six hours a day on a bicycle to be able to be better on skates. These are the type of things that people never see but then you go out and you see these artists that does these and spend a lot of the day and you love it dude these guys are true artists of their own art if you can Pretty say true. like they make their own thing so it's i don't know it's a, it's up to us to put all the pieces of the puzzle together or to grow this cake and make and understand that this is all skating the reason why bicycles are such a big thing Yes, there's always the BMX that somehow try to be a little bit away, but there's still bicycles. And a bike shop will sell it. We'll sell a BMX, a mountain bike. Da, 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 da. There, is, there will obviously always be the shops like Eden Skate, which is a core aggressive skating shop. But even Eden Skate also has like a different shop, which is a physical one called Bladeville. And Bladeville is the one that sells all type of skating. You and I skated for Grindhouse. Grindhouse used to be super, super core. Nowadays, they sell a bit of everything. They need this is good. This type of integration is very important for us to grow. When we yeah, go exactly. to core, it's it's good to go core. It's important for the coolness of the sport. But if we go to core, we die. Exactly because you restrict so much the 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 edge of the of this triangle that like nobody will fit in. And like, how will you make the sport breathing? You know. If they're like, nobody's coming. Dude, if you're advertising a brand just for a certain type of skating, like you said, it's such a thin amount of skaters that you won't be able to, to develop anything. Why do you think that companies like, I'm going to give you an example that you know, but why does Razors keep in business? They went through rough times and sometimes they still, they still go, but they have the scooter business backing them up. 
PowerSlide. Why does PowerSlide is still in business after all these years? Because they invest in so many different types of skating. If this one is down, this one is up. If this one is up, and they can manage it perfectly. Then you have Rollerblade. Rollerblade, a little bit like that. When you see a brand that goes just one way, it's very hard to to survive. You saw that with, with SSM. You saw the same podcast as I did. I loved it. The best podcast ever. ever yeah. Also, also like as an example, I really hope, like I think John is doing amazing, an amazing job, but it's good to see even John is way more open nowadays than he used to. There was a time about the whole big wheel thing. Nowadays you see that he is completely different. He has a completely different vision and how he's partnering with FR in Europe to, to bring the, the brand to Europe and stuff like that. This is important. This is very important for the brand to survive. Otherwise, <laughs> if, if, you, if, you're not, if you are not collaborating one to another, like it's really, yeah, just like you were saying, we are going to die or disappear in a way. So Now, about the going to die, there was a guy here on the, on the live. I don't know if he's still out there. Glow. Glow told me something on a podcast that I made with him like, three years ago, two years ago, he told me something that since then, it just, it's kind of like, you know, when people tell you something and it's kind of like makes a light in your head and it stays there forever. And that was, if you talk about something dying, it's going to happen. It's like a marriage. When you talk about, when you start talking about divorce, it's going to happen. <laughs> It's going to happen. It's, it's, it's not about talking. It's not that we don't know that it can happen, but it's about believing in what we do and, and going all in, man. It's going all in. Every time that we go, just like, let me just see if it, if it works. If it, let me see if it's hot. Fuck it. Dip it otherwise, then... otherwise, it will not work. If you burn yourself, you burn it. But if you don't go all in, it's not going to work. Man, that's... That's, uh, that's pretty deep and, and, and that's the truth I mean like I do really believe that like uh, if you put negativity in, in your thoughts that thoughts became like 100% negativity and like uh, negative thoughts and stuff like that so, I'm going to show you something you know what this is sorry uh, it's very badly the light is not helping great is like a tattoo or is like a this is a little that? tattoo when you see it like this mm -hmm. one is oh. a brain Brain. The other, the other one is a positive sign. And that means think positive. And the reason why it's here, it's for me. It's in a way, think positive. And it's the way life is. The best example that I can give you, you have two, two friends. There's one that is always down. There's the other one that makes you lost. The one that is always down, you feel compassion and you want to help him. And then the next day you feel compassion again and you want to help him. But then you feel like you're going sad and sad and sad and sad. And the next day, you're going to be the one that needs the help. But if you're going to be with your one friend that is always happy, what's going to happen is that you're happy. And this is, this is life. The more negative you let yourself go, the more negative things go, the more sour they're going to go. It's up to you to, to sweeten up things. So get surrounded by the things that you love to do and go all in. Man, that's deep. <laughs> I do love those things because like a lot of deep thoughts are, are coming out and like, oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> it is the truth, I think. <laughs> true, true. Listen, but like, how do you think that like, um, maybe this one is, it could be like a tough question and, and you just feel free to, 
to tell me that like you, you don't fit it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think like all the brands, not like uh, specifically micro or whatever, like how do you think like they will react within like all of those uh, uh, Corona thing is going to be done and stuff like that? How do you think that they are able to manage? Uh, I can tell you exactly the numbers that I know. And I've been, again, I'm in contact with some brands. I'm in contact with some shops. I know that some shops are actually going not better, but holding it down on the online sales, which is, that's why it's so important what people like me and you are doing on social media, trying to keep the hype up. Okay. I do believe me and some more people out there do believe that it's up to us to make this hype in a thing that once the, it's not going to be from one day to the other. We know it's not going to just leave from one day to the other, but it's up to us to make it that when people are slowly starting to come out that want to do skating, they want to go skate. It's up to us. If we're going to be like, ah, I can't skate. Now just put it down. But a lot of people out there is just going through their old files and all that stuff and trying to find ways to show like that thing that will to go skate after. But this is the shop side for shops to start selling. Now the brands are suffering. There are a lot of brands that didn't got their products shipped before. Others suffered before. And I'm going to give you the micro example. The micro example is just like we were expecting basically when the whole thing went down in, in Asia, in China, that's when our production was about to start for our two newest products. Same, but it's same with the razors. Yes. But you know what's the good thing? Mm-hmm. Is that because the virus, the, 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 the whole bad thing over there, it's now like at 80%, meaning that a lot of the factories are actually back at 100%. So our production is already working full on. Our sales started going up, even if not full, but in Asia, but in China is a big market for us. In the rest of the world, it's kind of like stopped. Now, because micro is their biggest market at the moment in China, we're somehow okay. But there's a lot of brands out there that are not that good at the moment. And it's man, it's not up to me to say it's China, it's America. I have no idea what's happening. But I, what I do know is there's a lot of brands that are suffering. I do know that Power Slide in some, in some segments, they went down 75%. And let's, the most important thing for us to know is this is the time of the year that every single shop on the Northern Hemisphere, meaning that above the equator line, that's, this is the time of the year that they make money. Some of the shops leave the rest of the year from the money that they make in this high season, beginning of spring, spring, early summer. So again, it's up to us. It's up to us skaters, not, it's up to us skaters to keep people engaging with the sport that we do try to go to the shops online, virtually, whatever, even if some shops are not selling at the moment, it's up to us to make them understand why it's so important that they can, if they can, because some people don't even have salaries at the moment, if they can place an order now and get the product later, because this is what's going to make things survive. True. 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 This is like, uh, um, I also do believe that I was talking with them, um, I can't remember who I was talking to. I've talked with so many person, but like, I do also believe that like we, 
as a people who got like the blessing to receive start for free. I'm talking about razors and stuff like that. I will be the very first one to buy my own skate from razors because I do really would like to show to the brand that always supported me for like all of those years that I, I'm the one, like I really would, would like to be the one who's going there and tell them, hey, Jeff, uh, I don't want to have the, the new stuff for free. Let me pay something, yeah. at least something, you know? Just, just to show to the brand that, like, I'm really um, showing appreciation. Exactly, exactly, and, and like, I, I do believe, but this is my personal uh, view of the things. It should be like a, um, a responsible from us who are like able to get the stuff from for free from uh, to show to the brand the the, the the appreciation and like the the love that we have for them. So I do think like uh, it should be like I yeah. wouldn't say a duty, but like kind of you know. But that, that that's my personal opinion, and, um, and I, yeah, I, do I, like, I understand. It's different. It's different because there's some people out there that they actually lived from skating, and from true. those people that used to live from skating and have those brands paying them like a proper salary, some of them don't even understand when they now try to contact like companies. I know that happens with razors. No names really. <laughs> no names really need to be called here, but some people that used to skate for companies and then they feel that they should des they deserve skates for the rest of their life for free. I understand that because they felt like they did so much for the, for the brands true, and true. all that. But Definitely. at the same time, in a time like now, <laughs> more what you're saying should be done. Or whenever whoever gets something from a shop, from a shop or from a, from a company because you, you let's now also not be naive too. You've been giving a lot to that brand too. It's the truth to that brand and to other brands like I did and like I still do. You work in video. When you present, um, when you need to invoice someone, when you need to tell them the price of your job, it's not cheap for a video. You know it. Did you ever thought of making the exercise? Did you ever did you ever made the exercise of thinking how much value you gave to that brand by your videos? Not even talking about the results that they got, but from your job as a videographer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You you, yeah, you know true. your daily rates, you know your daily rates to edit, you know the the price for a final product, and then not just that but then the results on sales in Italy, sales in Europe, sales in whatever. See, these are things, obviously now it's not the time for us to come here. Yeah, I deserve all these. We all know it. But at the same time, what needs to happen is that probably now more than ever, we need to be thankful that we are able to get some stuff and really make those, try to make the best for those brands to succeed. And it's not always just about paying because yes, it's very important that, If you can, if you can support them by paying a pair of skates, it's good. But more important than that is that if you get the pair of skates, that you go out there and you make content and you show the brand to more people because you paying one pair of skates, give them a little bit. They would never make a full price. But if 10 of your friends go out and buy the skates, then they actually make some profit, you know? So that's True. what I'm trying to say. And there's a lot of skaters. There's a lot of pro skaters. I know, you know, everyone knows that gets the skate. They don't ever even post the picture. And that happened a lot with razors and with a lot of Unfortunately, yes. with, with all the companies, unfortunately, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, it's, it's, it's that is something that cannot happen now. That cannot happen at the moment. And this is good. Again, like I said, these bad times is going to be very good for a lot of companies. It's the time to filter. You know, sometimes there are some people that you really want to say something, but they're never like, mm, mm, you don't know how to get there. These times, there's an excuse for everything. If you're not really valuable for a company, now it's the time. But it's Obrigado. not just for a company. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like everything. It's, it's time for us to make ourselves valuable. The truth is, with this whole coronavirus thing, it, it, it didn't actually come on the best time for me because of having a new daughter and my older daughter is not going to school. So my wife is actually struggling a lot because I'm, actually having, I'm actually having a lot more work which is what everyone always complains. But the truth is there's a lot of work out there for a lot of people. It's not the common type of work for a lot of people, but for others, well, for you, you are a videographer. I don't know what you're doing, but at least with me, uh, there's like this gym in my hometown. And once the whole thing went down, first thing I did is like, are you guys okay? They're like, no, we're going to need to do this, this. And I'm helping them every now and then. I make a video for them for the platform. They have four or five people doing the same. So they right now, they have a whole full-on full online platform that people can train every day with three different types of trains and all that. Wow. And stuff like this can be done in every single... Like imagine for you, if you make like a little line of videos, even done at home, teaching people how to skate or the grinds for the names of the grinds, stuff that racers can actually use. There's a lot of things that you can make yourself more valuable. You know, it's about being proactive. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, yeah, with that being said, I was just like one, a couple of last questions. Uh, one is like, do you remember this guy called Clifford Vojen? Of course, Cliff. Yes, Clifford Viljoen. Yes, he lives in Cape Town. Yeah, that is why. That is why. Yeah, he, he was. He wasn't from Cape Town. He was from Johannesburg. Okay. And he lived abroad for a couple of years. And when I first, I, I first went to South Africa. I didn't meet him, but then I went. I, I first went to South Africa and met my wife. Two days in South Africa, I met my wife, <laughs> my now <laughs> wife. Then she came to Portugal. Then the, the second time I went to South Africa, I stayed for 10 days. And when I went to South Africa and stayed for 10 days, I started meeting the people that I, I used to call them my friends in South Africa. And they are still my friends. And one of the guys that I met was Cliff because Cliff was just moving back to South Africa. I don't remember from where, but he was, just, I don't know if he was from the UK or from Australia, New Zealand, one of these, I don't really remember, but he was just coming back from South Africa and he, and he was starting like a, a Vimeo channel called Knuckles and you wanted it to be like a little platform for, for the skating in South Africa. So five years ago, after not skating for a long time, he was back on skates. And five years ago, after not skating for a long time, he was throwing down 450 back royals. Full, um, you know the, that what people call Savannah, like yeah. the 270 alley back unity, whatever? He was throwing that, but with, a fake, with like a fakie 450 into it. No, like way. in a, in a skate park, like full speed. He, he was and so yeah, straight up. So it was like the same style. It was amazing. Yeah. But see, the truth is, since I moved to South Africa, I never really was in contact with Cliff. I was in contact with a lot of his close friends, but he wasn't really active on the skates. I know that he 
he shifted a lot into music. He has his own music project. I even made something with him on Instagram a couple of years ago, like two, three. I tried, I gave some of his albums away for people that wanted to listen to, but I'm not really in contact with him on the regular basis, but the passion for skating is still there. Just one of those guys living in that country. If you, if you don't get on that industry train, if we can call it, you somehow get leave, left, you got left behind. And, and that was basically it. Like a lot of amazing talent that was somehow left behind and he had to make Going himself a way to live. But he's like an amazing guy, super talented with music, super, like amazing. Yeah, that is why, like, he always reminds like, for some reason, like, when I started skating in 2000, I remember him, like, skating, and like, he was, like, in Daily Breads, I remember him, like, on Eurosport and something He like was that. staying at the FP, he was staying at the FP house for a couple of weeks, I think. Damn. So he had, like, he used to travel quite a lot. He had, like, when the TTS was trendy, he was one of the guys with a good TTS, good soy and stuff like that. That is why he always reminded me here. Yeah, <laughs> he, had, he had the trendy tricks at the time, very good style. <laughs> and like, um, yeah, but um, the other question was like, what, uh, which are your like um, future projects? But like you, in a way, already asked me about this question. Dude, I'm, I'm going mad. I'm like, no, it's, I'm, the thing is, I'm never satisfied. So it's, there's always something that you want to do. The biggest problem with that is that sometimes because you always want to do something, sometimes some of the stuff that you do suffers. But I have ideas of something that I would like to do in my hometown, which I can't really talk a lot yet. But I, w I want to like this, pro this content production, if you can call it, that I do become a thing a little bit more serious. So my next thing is I want to start paying someone to work with me. I want to actually have someone editing for me because I'm able to produce a lot more. And it's not about just quantity. It's, and it's, I don't want to get people bored of what I'm doing because I know if I do too much, it's also too much is too much. Yeah, exactly. But there's, other, there's a lot of things that I can actually be doing. You know, like I can do it in my own language, which I started already. I can do stuff for the shop in South Africa. I can work locally with classes. I can have like online courses. There's, there's always a lot of things that you can be doing and having someone working with me, like, like an assistant, basically I'll, I'll teach that person how to edit. I'll, I'll pay him like a full on salary and it keeps growing. And from one to two to three to 10, we don't know. It's, it's, oh. it's, yeah, it's a place to, to do all this. We'll see. There's a couple of ideas. And it's good to be back in my hometown because I, I know a lot of people. And I, I was always a guy. I like to help a lot of people. I don't expect anything in return. But things come back to you, man. Definitely. Definitely. So, uh, Ricardo, with that being said, I really would like to, to thank you for your time. For... No, man. Huge shout out to, to Seth Miner, man. The best sweat stance in the game. He's watching it live right no now. No way. Really? Yes. Sweat <laughs> Um, and so yeah, obrigado. Uh, thank you so much for for your time. It has been like a pleasure to talk with you and and all that. Thank you for the advice of uh, putting thumbnails on my YouTube channel. <laughs> is it is it is it working for you? Better? Yeah, definitely. And they they looks honestly, they looks way more better inside of those black screen within the. It, the thing is, it gives like a 
a theme to it. Uh, I, I started, I did something after that. I did that with you and a day or two before. I also did with Kaleo. And my goal is to every now and then, maybe every two weeks, do some channels consultants like them analyze some channels on youtube i do like a live stream in the evening and i analyze some people and basically i just give them feedback it's and I, i'm no one to tell you you're doing this wrong or you're doing this right but i can tell you from my experience with me this worked this didn't and i'm trying to do that more often so great great <laughs> so ricardo thank you so much again i would like to um yeah thank you for your time thank you for um the things that you said because they are really true we all need to to support like uh, all the brands in the industry after all these things will happen like uh, um skate roses micro razors whatever i mean we do really uh, need to show them our um our support and uh, and spread the, the the blading word even more <laughs> thank so, you man thank you so much for doing this because people need more stuff while they're at home to watch and to be entertained so i hope people enjoyed it as much as i did thank you so much really appreciate it so have a, have a nice evening and i'll see you next time okay cheers man thank you cheers. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening the blading chats